Today's episode is brought to you by Source Forensics. Are you looking for a video conversion service? Well, look no further because I got one for you. If you are looking for fast, efficient, and honest, Source Forensics is your go-to. Since 2003, they have been converting weddings, baptisms, sports, and other videos. They have become a reputable and well-known video conversion service. Their team is up for every job, managing projects with the skill and experience their clients have come to expect. They want their customers to be satisfied with their work, which is why they provide open communication channels throughout the duration of each project. Trust Source with all your precious memories stored on various legacy formats, VHS tapes, DVDs, CDs, mini DVDs, cassettes, old vinyl, and 35mm slides. Whatever the job is, they got you covered. Contact them at 401-203-5019. Again, that's 401-203-5019. Or visit their website at www.source.com. Forensics.com. Again, that's www.sourceforensics.com. Now for our episode. All right. All right. On today's show, I welcome on. Some very special guests. They are the coaching staff of Exeter West Greenwich High School Boys Basketball Team. I welcome on head coach David Delfino and his assistant coaches, Justin Colinda, Mark Phillips, and Trevor D'Amico. Guys, how are you today? Doing good. How are you? Good. Doing well. I can't, I can't complain. Uh, thank you guys very much for uh, being on the show. I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. Um, my first question, and always my first question, I always ask every guest that I always have on the show, and we'll start with you, Coach Delfino. Um, how are you guys doing during COVID? Uh, we're doing we're doing pretty well. We're doing pretty well. Um, <clears throat> we're uh, um, we're constantly communicating with our returning players, um, just um, checking in on them, checking in on uh, how their families are doing and how they're holding up. Um, uh, you know, with their, um, their health, their mental health, how everything at school is going, and then what they're doing to prepare for the basketball season. Um, we, uh, as a coaching staff, and, and um, as we move forward in this, this podcast, you'll see um, the, the group of us have become very close friends. Um, so we, we are constantly communicating with each other. Um, just, just concerned about each other and each other's families and and making sure that everyone's safe and healthy as um, as this progresses, um, you know the, the the health and safety of of everybody is is at the forefront of of what this season's going to look like. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's been a, it's got to be crazy. I don't think any of us have expected to deal with something in our lifetime. How about yourself, uh, Trevor? How are you guys doing during this time of COVID and everything? Yeah, I mean, we're, I think we're all in pretty much similar positions. I mean, some of us um, working from home, I know, you know, we've, we've all been wondering what's going on with the season, I know is a big piece of it. So we had our, our real first call with the team this week, and we're looking forward to get started tomorrow. So it's, it's a good time to be on the show with the season kicking off this week in Rhode Island. That's awesome. What about yourself, Mark? Yeah, so this past week or two, it's kind of been like hitting the ground running with at least coaching staff with, uh, you know, prep work and, and seeing what, um, 
what changes we have to do even for tryouts and, and practices as a staff, um, the restrictions and everything like that. So it's getting, it's getting used to all of that. And, you know, this is our, our second year coaching here together. So it's not only knowing the students better and the players better, but also, you know, with this new COVID restrictions and everything like that. And uh, Justin. Yeah. I mean, pretty much everything that they said, um, you know, I think the biggest thing is just like waiting to see how it's going to look. Um, you know, like Trevor said earlier, I don't think most of us even knew if there was going to be a season or not. So just the fact that, you know, we're on a, we're here talking to you the night before we're about to start our season. Um, it is pretty exciting. So I'm excited to get to see these guys again every day and, you know, have something to look forward to in this time where, you know, there isn't much to look forward to. Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting too, the shortened season on the rules. So how are you guys preparing for, you know, the season that's it is shortened, the new rules where you are playing four quarters, you know, what, what's the difference and how do you prepare for, uh, you know, something that you're not playing the two halves, now you're playing four quarters, kids have to play with mask on. What's, what's the preparation that goes into that? Yeah. So, um, they, they, like I said to you, the kids health and safety is, is our number one concern, um, going through this year. Um, I have to be honest with you. It's, <clears throat> any team that gets through this entire season without any hiccups is going to be extremely fortunate. Um, you're going <clears> to <throat> see, um, you know, just hopefully you almost create this small bubble in your, in your own teams. Um, and, and you just hope to get through this five week season um, as best, you, as best as we can, as best as, as they can. Um, the bottom line is everybody is going to do the absolute best they can do the absolute best of their ability. And we will, uh, and we will take it one day at a time, one practice at a time. Um, one of the, the mottos of our season this year, and I've spoken to our four seniors about it um, is play every possession. Like it's going to be your last because at any given time from any day to day, we don't know when their last possession is going to be. If, if a case comes up and we have to quarantine or whatever the case may be, and we want to make sure that that each of these these uh, teams, both our varsity and our JV team, are playing each each possession like it's going to be their last. Um, and is it, we want to make sure you know we do things a little differently here at Exeter. Um, you know, this year it's the health and safety is at the is at the number one um, of the pecking order. And then secondly, it's making sure that um, these kids become better people. Um, first and foremost, before they become better basketball players. Um, third is, is how they do in the classroom. And, um, and then fourth is, is the basketball court. And that's what, um, that's, that's what our season's going to look like. We want to make sure we have a great experience for our seniors, um, a great experience for, um, you know, our, our freshmen, just the, the whole, the whole thing needs to be a great experience and it needs to, um, it needs to be done with love and care and um and we're going to uh we're going to go forward with it full head of steam one day at a time <clears throat> that's good what, uh coach uh, any assistance you guys have anything to chime in with on that yeah i think just like you know talking to dave and talking to the rest of the guys you know leading up to the season i think obviously it's a learning experience for us um but we have that responsibility to make sure that the kids are safe so if even if it is um, you know, moving forward in a drill, you know, making sure that, you know, you're still six feet apart and making sure like you're following the rules is going to be, you know, I'm not in, I'm not around kids every day, like, you know, Dave and Mark are. 
So they kind of are a little bit more aware. So I think like that's going to be a big adjustment for myself. I can't, you know, speak for Trevor or Joe um, in that case, but I think just adjusting to the rules in general are going to be, um, you know, it's going to be a successful year if you can successfully make it through the season without any hiccups, like Dave said, you know, winning a championship is obviously always, you know, at the forefront, but, um, you know, I think if we can make it through this complete season without having any hiccups due to COVID, I think that would be pretty successful. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I mean, you have to, oh, go ahead, Trevor. No, we were just talking a lot the other night. You know, I, I think it's going to be a lot of accountability um, for a lot of these kids. It's going to be an eye-opener. And we were talking about the other day for a lot of these kids, you know, freshmen, sophomores, they're used to seeing these upperclassmen in the hallways and you yeah. learn etiquette and how to respect the older kids and how things are done. And this year, the freshmen are coming in They're They basically look like middle schoolers, you know, probably to the seniors in high school. And so it's going to be a huge learning curve for everyone, including us. Um, and so, but they're going to have to hold each other accountable, just like sports. I believe teams always have held each other accountable. Yeah, it's going to be interesting for sure. I mean, like you said, you'd be lucky to make it for a full season. And then if anything gets canceled, then you also have to throw in the snow on top of everything. If you guys get snow, that's just like the worst. Also, like on top of everything, on top of everything else going on. <laughs> but uh, I think our coaching staff, like we're big on, you know, we control, we can control. Yeah. And, you know, this, the, snow, the weather is something out of our control. I think surprisingly this year that's the least of anyone's worries probably yeah, yeah. um so i do think like we were talking about the other night the mask wearing and that kind of stuff is is going to be is going to be big so yeah i think that's that's a huge that's a huge thing and, I, and you know and i like uh coach delfino i like your your four notes that you had made positive on there and that's those are great things to make a point at you know it's just not about the basketball season making sure these young men learning on and off the court and who they become. So that, that's awesome. And now what were you guys' thoughts as the season kept getting perspective? You guys actually think you're going to have a season with everything that was going on? I mean, it's, um, you know, like Trevor said, it's completely out of our control. Yeah. Um, we're all basketball guys and we're on a basketball podcast. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We'd like to have a season, but, um, you know, we're, we're just, like I said, taking it one day at a time, one step at a time. Um, it's got to clear so many different uh, hoops to, to happen. Um, um, you know, every day that you can be out there, um, we're going to be grateful for, I can guarantee you that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And what's one thing that you'll miss that you had previous season that you won't have this season? Uh, it's more the, the team camaraderie. Like I, I do just think, you know, we're going to have to split up. We're already saying in tryouts, our ninth graders, our 10th graders, upperclassmen. So I think it's, it's bringing the team together is going to be the hardest thing for us where, you know, in the past JV and varsity practice together, this year is going to look so much different. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd say the two things for sure are um, the team bonding um, we would go grab pizza. We would, you know, do a lot of team building stuff. And I would say, um, you know, as an athlete, the bus rides are a telling thing. Um, the bus rides mm -hmm. to a game and the bus rides home from a game. Um, and it's, there's, it, it's just a simple bus ride, but it's, it's jam packed with so many lessons that are to be taught how to properly prepare for a game, how to, 
handle a, a tough loss, how to um, how to handle a great win. It's it's I, I'm going to definitely miss the, the team bonding to an extent of what we can do. And then the, the bus rides for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, one. Th oh, yeah. Go ahead, Mark. Go no, ahead. no, go ahead, Justin. I was just, yeah, I was just going to say, I think like with that being said, with, you know, what we will miss in those situations, I think that our coaching staff, and I can't speak for everyone else's, but I feel like we do a great job of adjusting to our situations, you know, whether it be with, you know, handling, um, you know, uh, players, you know, absence from practice or handling, you know, um, another situation of someone getting hurt or anything like that, you know, moving forward, I think just overall our communication is you know so well that there's nothing that we'll face that we won't be able to handle you know and I think that's something that kind of keeps us going um knowing that I have Trevor knowing that I have Dave knowing that I have Mark knowing that I have Joe I have all these guys that I can you know if I have a question for you know my JV guys I can lean on them you know to get that answer so I think in certain aspects it will be different but in the same basketball sense I think it's going to be like nothing's different, you know, um, from the basketball perspective. I, I think going off like the bonding, like a couple of the coaches said, like some of these kids have never, like Trevor said before, some of these kids have never seen each other walk in the hallways before um, mm -hmm. where like in past years where they, they know who's playing, they know who's coming up, um, see each other in the hallways. And, you know, for me, I think we're going to miss at the end of practice, we always huddle up in a, in, in a group JV varsity as one. And just, you know, we talk about the practice and, and coach Delfino just, you know, has some great kind of sayings or, or, or just things that we talk about, like real life things in that, in that talk and just, you know, having everyone's attention, eye contact and just knowing that we're, we're one, you know, JV and varsity and just, we're all working together for the same exact thing, cheering each other on. Um, but like, I think Dave's built this coaching staff as, you know, like he tells the like he tells the kids that we're never too high, never too low. We're even keel the whole time, you know, be ready for whatever comes next. And, you know, I think last year was a learning curve and I think we learned a lot about, you know, you have to expect the unexpected. Yeah, that's very true. Now with the mask and everything, do you see the difficulties as a coach for your players to hear you? Like, is there anything that you will implement to kind of help your players be able to like hand signals or anything? Or is that something you guys are going to be working on? Because I mean, as coaches, we like, you know, we've got to try to yell and over things. So what are you guys going to try to deal on your end on the mask? How are you going to implement like some things that so players can hear you or see you? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if Dave's thought about it for my, I mean, I haven't really thought of that, but I've thought of the fact that this year we don't have fans. Um, people are more spread out. Like gyms are going to be a lot more quiet. Yeah. How small Exeter West Greenwich gym, gym is in general. I don't think there's going to be many issues with hearing people like, you know, before. So yeah, I think going – and we touched on this the other night when we were talking was the away games. Um, you know, not knowing what the circumstances are going into someone else's gym, I think, is going to be really interesting. Um, I have thought about, like, the hand signals, actually, like, when I was thinking about, you know, uh, pretty much whenever I watch a game or anything like that, if there's anything I like, you know, I put it in my basketball folder, in my notes, basically, whether it be a quote, play, whatever the case may be. And I think moving forward – it, it is an interesting type of factor that you will have. Cause like Trev said, there is no fans there. So do you want to let that player kind of learn his lesson out there on the court instead of you screaming through a mask and then, you know, try and let them learn those lessons on the floor. 
Um, and then when you get back to the huddle, be able to talk to them. But, you know, I can only imagine how difficult it is going to be for us screaming at them. So I can't imagine how hard it's going to be for them playing. Yeah. You know, um, I think they, that's just a completely different level. Um, is there anything that like, like for the huddles, you guys, are you guys going to have to be six feet apart for the huddles? Dave, you know, yeah, so um, probably, um, so the basketball teams enter their own pods. Yeah. Um, so, um, and that's, that's what the problem is going to be. You're not going to be able to keep your entire team mm. six feet apart when you're playing the game of basketball. It doesn't make sense to be that. Um, us as a coaching staff, we're going to try to do our best to stay um, as far removed from them so that if, God forbid, one of us were to come down with uh, COVID, um, we wouldn't infect the team. But, um, you know, those it's going to be challenging, um, you know, and you, you see a lot. You take note of a lot of what colleges are doing right now. Yeah. Um, McDermott from Creighton, if, you know, he's got the mask where um, it's clear in the front. So. Um, if the kids look over, it, it might be a little bit easier to kind of um, read their lips. I mean, you just, you're going to, we're going to get creative. We're going to see um, how it goes. I mean, I have a pretty, pretty big voice um, and when we're coaching. So, um, you know, if, if they have trouble hearing me, then they definitely are going to have trouble hearing everybody else. So, um, you know, we'll see, we'll see one, one step at a time. That's, uh, that's great. That's great. And how do you, uh, you know, go into the season and you implement, your plays in such a short season is there one thing that you focus on more or what, what how's it work for you guys yeah so i guess the big thing right uh we started uh, i'm not sure the exact date last year either the end of november or beginning of december and we had um we had i think it was uh 20 days before our first league game and then another eight days after that before our second league game yeah. So we had, you have a month before you really get into the bulk of your season. Um, now you're, we're asking, you know, for 10 days before our first non-league game, 12 days uh, or 13 days before our first league game. Um, you hope, you know, the, 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 as you take on a, a coaching position in a program and, and um, all of us coaches were so excited for off-season workouts, summer league, um, and that's where you can kind of get ahead with a lot of these um, these basketball strategies and, and putting in your your basketball system. Um, it, it's almost it almost feels like another fresh start. Like it almost feels like we have to restart. Um, Justin um, on the JV um, side last year did such a great job, um, and we we run a lot of the same stuff. Um, it's it's kind of like a systematic thing. So um, we're hoping that the kids, I actually, um, on Monday night, I sent our returning players, of uh, uh, our play sheet, um, a full list of all of our plays. And I just shot them a text and said, get, you know, get familiar this week, you know, yeah. ask around. And you hope that they come in with, uh, you know, a good knowledge of what we put in last year. Um, but, you know, you have, you have 10 days to, to get what you need to get in. So, you know, we, we are, are, I mean, it's, it's not, you know, it's not a, um, a big secret, but we're defensively and we're going to play as hard as we possibly can. And those are the big things we're going to, um, to go after. So you have a lot of control defensively. Um, there, there's a lot that you can do in a short amount of time, um, more than, you know, the offenses, which take 
you know, time to, um, to get through. And I'll be, I'll be honest, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a realist. Um, and I'll tell you one of the things that I struggled with, I think last year was um, maybe overwhelming them with a lot of complex offenses and different things. And, and towards the end of the year, we started to kind of um, simple, simplify things and, and, you know, um, and, and we had great success at the end of last year. Um, I think it was more, they were kind of understanding what we were putting in, but also at the same time, I mean, our, our thing we'd say all the time was back to the basics. Let's get back to the fundamentals, back to the basics, back to how to, how to, you know, simply throw a, a, a bounce pass, a, a, the proper chest pass, the pro that we went back to the basics and we, and we found great success with that towards the end of the year. That's awesome. That's great. That's great. They are able to like, you know, as you went on, you were able to get to figure it out and, uh, and, any assistance do you guys have anything that you want to yeah yeah i was going to say for the jv guys and you know mark and trevor helping me out uh, down that end of the court last year they could kind of see it too sometimes i think um I, working with those younger guys and making sure that they're trying to run the same offenses as the varsity does can be a little tricky in explaining it to them because they're not they don't have that same experience yet so i think moving forward especially asking them to do that in such a shortened period of time this year probably as a coaching staff, we'll have to have a little bit more patience than we normally would, um, but still create that same sense of urgency because obviously we still do want to win. We still want these kids to be able to have it feel like it's a normal regular season. Like as if, you know, you're not, even though you are wearing masks, you know, you do have to kind of get that sense of um, normalness for them. Um, so maybe dialing it back and making sure that they really extra um, execute those maybe one, two, and three plays rather than making them learn a whole playbook is big for the younger guys, too. And the challenge are, is a lot of the basics, too, where mm -hmm. I think we've all talked and we've heard about other situations of things kind of down the line. We're going to see probably a lot of repercussions from this past year and this year now. Um, I think just thinking about future kids in general without them having their rec leagues and you know, as much basketball as we were able to play at a young age, mm. it's going to be a challenge. I think kids coming to high school over the years now with, with basics. And so as yeah. I was saying, like us getting back to the basics, all the kids in high school this year, have got to play up to this point, but the eighth graders next year, it, it might be more of a challenge. And just thinking in the future, we're going to see a lot of challenges on the basketball side too. So, yeah. That's a great point, Trevor. Uh, yeah. uh, Mark? Uh, no, it's, it's, it's pretty much just the same thing where, you know, we didn't get our summer league. Um, we didn't really get to implement much going forward. So it's just like Coach Dave said, like back, back to the fundamentals, you know, of, of the game and everything like that. When we simplified things, um, you know, we can build from there. So we really got to have just a strong foundation to start. And then uh, where we go from there is up to them. Now, I want to, you know, kind of get off the topic of COVID and, you know, and last season was your, uh, your first season all together, right? Correct? Correct. So did you guys all know each other before you guys got together? Or like, how did you come together with the staff, Coach Delfino? I, uh, so I have to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> we have, uh, I, I am so fortunate to have these guys, not just on our coaching staff, but in my life um, in general. I mean, all of them. Um, are coming to my my what what should be wedding in June. We'll see what happens. But uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm just super fortunate to have them. And and 
last year when, uh, so um, it, it's, I mean, we can get into like the whole details, but um, last year we did all know each other. Um, well, I knew all of them. They might not have known each other. And um, when I, when I um, got the job and took the job at, at Exeter, um, the f five people that I called were the first five people um, that I, that I had on my list to, to come, um, to come on the coaching staff. So it didn't, it didn't go any further than that. Um, which is, which was kind of amazing. So I feel like we have this Super Bowl type style team. Um, and I, I'm, I'm super fortunate to have these guys. These guys are, are really serious about the game of basketball, but they also, they believe in all of the culture and the character building that, that stands at the number one thing on my, my priority list. So, um, you know, Mark, Mark and I teach together um, at a middle, a middle school and elementary school in Cranston um, where Justin's mom was the athletic director and uh, would ask me each year to take the basketball job there. And one year it was always denying it. Yeah. One year in the fall, I, I, uh, I did a lot of, I did a lot of personal training, one-on-one -on -one basketball training and, Finally, you know, Justin's mom had convinced me to um, take it and we, uh, we took it that year. We lost in the state championship that year. The following year, we won the state championship. And then last year was uh, our third year together, Mark, Justin and I. Um, Trevor and I have known each other since high school. Um, we would kind of compete against each other. Um, and uh, we have a lot of close mutual friends. Um, and, and it's just, it, it, couldn't, it couldn't be going any better. We, you know, at the end of the day, you, you also want to enjoy just as much as the kids want to enjoy their experience. You want to enjoy, you want to be with people who you enjoy being around. Um, and, and these guys are people who we enjoy. I mean, we're in a group chat um, and we, we're constantly texting and talking. Um, I mean, Justin, I, I'll, I'll send Justin stuff at like, uh, God knows what hours I'm watching basketball plays or this or that. And I'll, I'll text Justin and say, can you put this in tomorrow? Or can you, uh, you know, I think last night I sent them a picture of an out of bounds play, a video out of an out of bounds play. Uh, and it's just that, that's that's just where we're at. We're, we're at that point in our relationships um, where it's just, I mean, I, I can't speak more highly of of these guys here. That's awesome. And how about how about you guys? How do you, like you know how how it's been your first season, coach? Yeah, you know what? Uh, yeah, yeah. So Dave actually, when he got the job, he asked me to be the JV coach. And I'll be honest, I said no at first because I didn't want that responsibility. Um, also, <laughs> when I got, <laughs> that's also why I wanted him to take the immaculate job, but I'm glad he did end up pushing it on me because it was a good learning experience. Um, I had been an assistant coach for so many years under, you know, another guy, Dave, before Dave joined us at Immaculate. And, you know, it was a good learning experience. I always like kind of sitting back on the sideline because I like to hear what a lot of these guys have to say. Um, Trevor had been friends with my cousins for years and I had always seen him play basketball. Um, Joe was really the only one I didn't know who was not on here, but I coached with Mark, obviously. And, um, you know, it, it is fun. It's a lot more fun going there knowing that you're going to have a good time with the guys you're coaching with. You know, you know, you're going to learn something from Dave. You know, you're going to learn something from Trevor. You know, you're going to learn something from Joe. You're going to learn something from Mark. Like you can always learn something, whether it's on the court or off the court. So I think when Dave says like the experience for us as coaches is just as important as the ones for the players, it really is true. Cause you know, I can call any of these guys at any point now and be able to talk to them, not about basketball, about 
I, you know, I'm searching for a job and I have a question on, you know, if, do you know anyone there or anything like that? So it really is um, a brotherhood, really, you know, between the coaches. Yeah, and I'll follow that up. It, it's been a great experience. I've I've always focused on really my career outside of basketball since I left college. And, um, you know, this last year really brought me back to that world and really made me realize in the last year that this is what I want to do and coach kids and really just try and make a difference and show these kids what basketball meant to my life, even outside of basketball and the connections you make in Rhode Island from being part of sports and um, like similar, we've all known each other different points in life, I feel like. Um, mm -hmm. And so I just feel like you never know when you're going to cross paths with someone again. And you always have to keep that in mind in Rhode Island. And, and you have to let people know what you want and what you're interested in, because that's, you know, that's really where you'll, where you're going to decide where you want to go. So. Yeah. I, I think last year, um, a little bit before the season started, I could kind of see how well we started gelling together as coaching staff and talking about things and the excitement and, and how we were kind of fueling each other, you know, bouncing stuff questions off each other and whatnot. And, you know, for me, it's Dave sets the tone. He said it every time he's been a coach and it's very easy to pick up what, he, what he's putting down. And it's just, and, and the, 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 I think that's kind of the glue or whatever, why we all are so good with each other. Cause we just, we support it. It's one voice. It's, it's, it's one system. It's, it's, you know, we have the same message. So um, it, it helps being like-minded people and, and, and just having that message come across. Um, we're all on the same page. We've got We've had each other's backs from the beginning. So um, it's, it's been so enjoyable. And after and almost a lot of games last year, we'd go out to eat all together, you know, with our fiancés, wives, girlfriends. Um, and it was, uh, it, it was just, it, it made it that much more special of, a, of kind of a season. That's awesome. That's great. That's great that you guys all have gelled and, you know, become really good friends and are invited to David's wedding. Um, hopefully I get an invite <laughs> after this. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> um, but that, that's awesome that you guys, you know, have really gelled together. I want to ask a few more questions before we wrap it up. How did you guys all like, and we'll start with you coach. How did you get into coach Delfino? Cause say coach, everyone turns ahead. Um, how did you get into basketball itself? Like when did you guys all start to fall in love with the game? Um, whew. so, um, I had the, in Justin and Mark as well, we, we had the experience of, um, being around, um, our high school basketball coach, Jamal Gomes. Um, he's the, um, athletic director and, uh, varsity basketball coach at Bishop Hendrick in high school. Okay. Um, we, he brought something out of his players um, that you can only, um, you can only hope for, for these kids to, to feel the way that, um, we have felt, you know, being under him. Um, I was a multi-sport, uh, athlete. I played like soccer, basketball, baseball, you know, the, you just, what you did as a kid, you played all different sports. And, um, when I got to Hendricken, um, it was, um, it was Jamal who, who, really made my experience there as a student and as a, as a player, um, a great one. Um, and he, he just, he made you fall in love with that. I love the team camaraderie, um, type style sports. It's just, you know, it's, it's, 
it's you're not any bigger or not any smaller than the guy out there next to you. And and I think that um, I think that my last few years at Hendrickson playing for Jamal um, that brought it out. And and you know don't get it twisted at all. That you at times you can lose passion for for certain things. And and I would I get out of high school and I was eager and I was um, you know I was just just like running my own camps and, and training. And at one point it got to the point where I said, you know what, I need to take a step back because I'm getting burnt out and I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing this for all the wrong reasons. And it, it actually was part of the reason why when Justin's mom would ask me to take the job, I was like, yeah, I was hesitant those few first few years. And then when I took it, it was just that camaraderie and that group of guys um, that we had that just brought that love and that passion right back out. And, and it, then you take it full force, you know, you go full force for it. So um, that's, that's where the passion came from. That's where, it, you know, but you got to work on it. You got to build it. It doesn't just stick around. It's, it's, it's like everything you gotta, you gotta, you gotta make yourself better at, at everything you're doing. If you're not, you stay stagnant. And that's when, uh, that's when you stop learning. <clears throat> definitely. Definitely. How about yourself, uh, Mark? So I, at Hendrick and I, I mean, Dave graduated the same year. Um, I'm not a good basketball player at all. So I, I was the student manager for, for four years and um, getting that time with, with those coaches and those players um, and just, you know, like, like Dave said, the camaraderie of it and just, you know, how coach Gomes just kind of went through things. It's, you know, that's where I really honestly really fell in love with the game and just seeing, you know, how everything is just all about kind of being together, having each other's back and everything. And just um, more than basketball. You know, it was more than basketball. It was, it was, it was, you know, teaching lessons on life and, you know, the good that can come out of that and everything. So, um, you know, from that point on, I, you know, I, I, I really just loved being around the game and everything and just, you know, having the opportunity with, with Dave and Justin at Immaculate coaching. And um, it's just, I, I, I feel blessed every time I can, you know, be on the sidelines with these guys. Awesome. Nah, Trevor, do you want to? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I started at a young age. I've been playing what, since I was six, but there's nothing like competing to me. Um, you know, I see stuff all the time. Life isn't a competition. You know, people can have their personal opinions, but to me, you know, what basketball is brought is when you raise your level or when someone else raises their level, everyone else around them has to raise their level. You don't, you don't have a choice if you're on a team where everyone else is working hard, you know? Yeah. And to me, you can't get that anywhere else. And uh, so that's why I continue, continue to coach. And, um, you know, I feel like I have friends who still laugh because I play in, you know, two, three times men's basketball leagues. And but there's nothing like, you know, going to the court with a group of guys and and still like having something to compete over and all pushing each other to you know, still battle each other, no matter how old you get, there's nothing like it to me. And I just hope that all of our players and any player that's playing loves the game and wants to be out there to compete. So, and that, that's always what I want to, I want to bring, I want to bring the best out of kids. So that's awesome. And Justin. Yeah, yeah no, I was just going to say, I mean, a lot of these guys have pretty much hit on everything. I think to take one perspective from each one, I think, you know, Mark said it best, I think is you can learn so many lessons through the game of basketball. It's insane. And just coaching with Dave these last three years has kind of taught me that because 
before I coached with him, I don't think I ever saw basketball the same way as him. Now, you know, at really after that first year, um, it really started to hit me that it really is more life lessons through that game than there is anything else. Um, but I, I did lose passion for it. I almost didn't play in high school because I wanted to put all my eggs in one basket and go play one sport. And I remember Jamal called me out of class one day to sit down and talk to me about that specific reason of like, is this something that you really want to do and so on and so forth. So from a high school perspective, he was my guidance counselor. He was my teacher at one point. He was my basketball coach. He was everything. And um, I only hope to be the same role model for kids at my age then, you know, and help them learn the same lessons that I did and help hopefully help them make less mistakes than I did. Because, you know, like Trevor said, you know, it's not necessarily life's competition, but kids don't, I don't think, and I didn't really realize this. I think we need to make sure kids are competing in the classroom as hard as they're competing in school. I mean, uh, on the uh, basketball floor, because I wasn't doing that. And I think it took me more time to learn that. But I think if you had people telling you that and, and, you know, people that you relied on too, people that you believe in, I think it would mean a lot more. Um, and that's something that we like to do at EWG and what we did at Immaculate was teach kids things that, so that they don't have to make those mistakes. They don't have to learn the same life lessons the way we did. You know, you can learn that life lesson without making that mistake, you know, just like you can win, um, you can learn something in a loss, you know, if that's what it takes, then it is what it is. But, um, you know, the life lessons that I learned from these guys all the time, um, you know, it's incredible. Yeah. The EWG is very lucky to have you guys. Uh, you know, those players and everything are very fortunate to have you guys as coaches. Sitting here and listening to you guys talk makes me want to run through a wall for you guys. So, yeah, uh, it's, it's very motivating. It's, it's awesome to hear. Uh, I think all the, you know, some of the points that you always point out, it's always about the players and lessons and life lessons. And I think that's just amazing to hear it all from all, all the coaches on the staff. It's, it's, it's so cool. It's, it's, it's awesome to hear that. So EWG is is very lucky and in good hands for a long time with you guys. Um, I want to ask too, what was your, is there a game that sticks out to any of you guys from last year that really was fun or enjoyable or like, you know, really stuck out to you guys the most? Dave, you want to start that one? No, you guys go first. I want to hear from you guys. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be senior night. Got to be senior you know, night. I feel like for all of us, it was uh our kids struggled last year, you know, and we struggled as coaches too. I don't want to say it was just our players. We all faced a lot of adversity last year and um, we're happy to see one of our hardest working players all year. Um, hit probably the biggest shot of the season and give our team one of the best team wins of the season too. So I think that's all it is for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I think there was a, there, I mean, that's definitely probably, the the brightest spot I think we can all agree on that I think that that game just like what it meant for those kids I think it was incredible just seeing the video like the fact that we have that on video and we can go back and watch that and see how excited these kids were just to get that that win on senior night is huge but I think for the JV guys I think one of the big it, it came in their last game of the season as a loss but I could see it was a game down in Chattahoe. We was first playoff game. You know, I could see some of them trying to kind of like 
they were doubting themselves. And it, we ended up hitting two buzzer beaters to send it into a double overtime game on a Sunday morning. That's you know, it's like, it's, it was me as a coach, like seeing them at a young, at that young of an age, you can kind of see like this guy, I don't think he really knows what he's talking about. And then we roll, run the play. They hit the shot. Lucas hits another shot. I mean, it, there's a ton of things from last year. I think that we learned on, but you know, both those bright spots right there, I think those were, getting us to the season you know we really want to get out there and get after it again that's awesome it was crazy i'm glad i got down there for that right. game yeah sunday sunday morning 9 a.m in charrow <laughs> i don't wish that upon, or even 8 30 whatever it was i don't wish that upon anybody what do we have i think anybody. i think like three of the starters probably followed out by the third overtime <laughs> yeah 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 i was running out of guys on my bench i almost had to throw <laughs> coach mcphillips in that okay <laughs> <laughs> good <laughs> Mark doesn't give himself enough credit. Mark has the greatest lefty shot you will ever see. I'm telling you. Better than Catino Mobley, better than anybody. That, that launch pad. I think Garcia is a lefty. Oh, I got we gotta get you one on one. I gotta get a good I get a good chuckle out of people with my shots. So um, but both I think Justin said like that JV game was just I it just we were like time after time, like those shots, the buzzer beaters were going in and it was like, like so early in the morning, we had, we were all not even awake. And it was so cool because some of the varsity guys came down and sat behind the bench and like, and it was, it was, it was a cool moment for, you know, JV and varsity, you know, seeing those guys work so hard and, you know, cause they see them in practice all the time. And, and like Trevor said, um, the buzzer beater um, senior night was kind of, I think a culmination of, of a lot of hard work put in um, throughout the season and just, it was a good moment for everyone, you know, it was a really good team moment and just, you know, and just to share it with our home fans too. I think that was awesome. Cause you know, we had a lot of loyal fans that, that came out to every game, you know, that yeah. stayed and you know, they weren't leaving at halftime or anything like that. And just getting to celebrate with them on the court. It was, it was cool. Awesome. Hey, that's you. Yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> I, I mean, the game, <laughs> The, the senior night game was probably the best moment for that particular player um, and for our team. Um, we had, uh, I don't know if, um, you know, you saw the, the clip from last year, but it was a senior um, hardworking kid hit a game winning three in a tie game um, with like two seconds left. It was, um, it was really a remarkable game that, I mean, the, the, the fans rushed the floor and just to see that kid so happy um, you know, if, if you ask people how their senior night's going to go, um, that's, that was one for the, the books for sure, for all of those seniors who got to experience that. Um, I'd probably say the game that taught us the, the most, um, was, um, you know, we, we had, we had some, we started off the season tough. It was a tough, tough go. And, and, uh, I think the first night, our first non-league game, we scrimmaged Cranston West and we, uh, we had a great scrimmage. Um, slash practice and then we we went into East Greenwich and um, and we 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 got we got handed I mean we got we got beat up pretty good and I think that was um, that was a, a lot for all of us that was a lot for the kids that was a lot for us as a coaching staff but that adversity is what makes that senior night so special right you yeah. know going through yeah. that sand pit um, to start the season and going through that sand pit just all through throughout the season I mean these kids put in everything. They put in everything. They put in their heart and soul to this season. Um, the ups and downs, and just to um, to have that type of game was was definitely a great one and uh, 
in all of these coaches in, in myself's young career was, was, was awesome to, for those kids to experience that. So in the JV game was, was, was wild. That sounds crazy. Wild, yeah. Both, both sound awesome. I mean, the JV game at eight 30 in the morning definitely sounded like a, it was a wake up call. For that. Yeah. That, everybody was awake after leaving that gym. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what's it like playing in the, the, the Wesley uh, credit union tournament down here? <clears throat> So that was you, Justin, right? Oh, oh the J, the JV tournament. I didn't honestly. I didn't really know that was the name of it. Um, oh but no! The, Wait, do you guys play in the Christmas tournament for Wesley? Do you guys? Play? No, we play. Uh, oh no, no! Oh no! no, no. This Exeter. Uh, our, uh, we played in the Coventry one. The Coventry one. Yeah. yeah. Coventry Christmas tournament. Yeah. What's it like playing in those those Christmas tournaments? Those are a lot of fun, aren't they? Yeah, we got our first. We got our first varsity win. Um, in in the first game against a really well coached. Um, North Smithfield team. Um, you had Brandon on, I think, uh, a few weeks ago. Um, and he's, he's a guy who's passionate. He's a guy, he, you know, he's, he's a great coach. And, um, I actually spoke, Trevor is really friendly with him. And I spoke on the phone with him on Sunday night, just going over a lot of these COVID rules, um, and seeing what he, you know, seeing what they were doing. He was asking us what we were doing. Um, but that, that was the first one. And then we, we lost a tough one, um, to Coventry who hosted the tournament, um, the, the next game but those are the types of of kind of you know tournament style play um they every game means just a little bit more right you know it's it's a little bit more it's a little bit more because if if you lose you end up in a consolation or you lose you end up in uh you end up going home so um those tournaments are fun they've always been fun um we we obviously um we can't do that this year but um we look to continue to do uh do some of the bigger tournaments next year that's awesome. That's great. And then last question for all you guys, what's your favorite thing to do outside of basketball? Justin, go ahead. I mean, I mean it's got, it's, it's gotta be video games, right? It's gotta be for me. I, <laughs> honestly, I, I do enjoy, I enjoy doing a lot of different things. I love doing, you know, I love going and working with my dad. I love reading books. I love video games. I love watching sports. I love doing a bunch of different things, but I think, video games is like the only way I feel like I compete now, you know, like it's the only thing I can compete at, you what know, are you playing? Not... call of duty. What are you... I'll, I'll play any Trev. I'll play anything, dude. I will play anything, but you know, that's honestly, I wish I was still playing in men's leagues. Cause that those were the nights to look forward to when you, you know, play two or three nights a week, whether it be for me, both basketball and soccer, you know, just getting that exercise would be great, but I got a new puppy on the way. So I'll be, uh, I'll be walking that thing down the street, get my exercise. No sprints this year at practice. <laughs> what about um, Yeah, I would say for me outside is probably, I mean, I feel like it's always some type of basketball, whether it's watching college basketball, playing, um, working out, going to the gym, or, or just working in general. Um, I think this year, which we'd all agree with, it's, it's kind of taught us to be, um, you know, focus on ourselves a little bit more um, and also our loved ones. So I, I do think, you know, I've taken a lot of time this year to appreciate the outdoors much more than I probably ever have. Um, and so I'm super fortunate for that. Awesome. How about yourself, Mark? Mine, um, I'm, so I'm a, I'm a percussion guy. So uh, my thing is I, I teach two drum lines at Wesley High School and at Bishop Hendrickson. So um, that's really my passion outside of, you know, sports and everything like that. So, um, you know, getting to teach younger students to love and have 
passion for music um, is one thing I, I really enjoy. That's, that's really cool. That's awesome. How you self coach, David. Yeah. Um, I'd say that the, I mean, the most passionate thing is, is spending time with my family and my friends. Um, I'm, you know, I am very blessed and fortunate to have um, a strong um, family and friends relationship group. And uh, it's definitely the, um, you know, the backbone of, of everything that I do. Um, and I, I enjoy spending time with my fiance and, um, you know, just this is a year where um, with COVID, you know, with the basketball season and, and so much time that you don't really get to spend with a lot of people um, now uh, having some of that extra time over these last few months um, is something that I'm definitely grateful for. I think outside of that, um, I like to do a lot of running, long distance running. I think running teaches you a lot of different things. Um, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm an avid runner. I run quite a bit. So that's probably uh, one of my favorite things to do is to kind of get in the zone, get in, uh, you know, either clearing your head for the day or um, preparing. Uh, actually, a lot of these guys will hear me when I call them. I'm, I'm actually on a run. Um, so it's, uh, it's just time to catch up, do whatever you got to do. And uh, spending time with my family and friends is, is definitely something that I'm passionate about. That, that's awesome. And uh, that's, that's great. I think, you know, it's all, all great things you guys said. This has been great, guys. Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I really appreciate you guys' time. Good luck with everything, uh, safety, you know, good luck with the season, everything like that, you know, you guys, and like I said, EWG is in great hands. <clears throat> if anyone who listens to this and watches this, they'll definitely, they'll definitely see it for sure because you guys brought up a lot of good points about the players and how much it meant to you guys. Teach them off the court. So EWG is in great hands. Any questions or anything before we sign off? So Thanks for uh, having us. Yeah, Jeff, I want to thank you on behalf of Exeter for having us. Um, once we once we clear uh, clear some of this COVID stuff, um, whenever that may be, we got some gear for you, um, and um, and we'd love to have you down for a game. Once we can have some fans, we're also going to be streaming on YouTube Live um, this year. Hopefully, we can get that set up before our first game. And uh, and uh, you know, it's it's what you're doing here, and and um, you know, I, I'm you're hesitant when. Um, anybody asks you to do a podcast or a interview or whatever it may be, but I've heard nothing but great things. Um, and now getting to meet you tonight, um, what you're doing, you know, Rhode Island is, is, is getting back, you know, on the map when it comes to high school athletics. Um, and, and you're part of the reason for that. So, um, keep up the great work and doing what you're doing because people are listening. Thank you. Thank you. I very much appreciate the kind words and I appreciate the gear. I got to get you guys some shirts too. So give me some sizes after this email and I'll, I'll get you guys some shirts. I'll send them your way. Sounds good. Appreciate it, Jeff. Yeah, no problem, guys. Thank yeah, you so much. Uh, this means a lot to me. So uh, I definitely appreciate it, guys. Have a good night. You too. Thanks, thank you. Too. you. See you guys.